0: On your this is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron,
1: Trent Fontanella,
0: and Steve Gendron.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Greatest Running Podcast. In the world, take too early, I am one of your hosts, Steve Gendron, and I am joined by Mike Gendron, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Steve, I'm a little frustrated. Uh, Today, the NCAA announced that they're going to start letting athletes profit off their image and likeness, and I feel like I should get reimbursed for all the (laughs) profits that I could have made off of my image and likeness when I was a college athlete. I (laughs) would have been a gazillionaire. Uh, I chose D2. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, back at the House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how
0: you doing, bud? I am good, and Dan Wright, I am back at the House of Sav, or as others are calling it, the House of Megan now. Um, but I'm in Boston, and I just want to give a big freaking shout-out to Fall. I have been on the road... I was in California and it was like 100 degrees. I was in somewhere else and it was snowing out on me. I was in a blizzard and like I, I feel like I missed fall. So so I'm back home. I'm running in the fall. It's the greatest time of year. It's football season. It's cross country season. It doesn't get any better than this. So so big shout out to fall, Steve.
1: Steve, is there a bigger pro fall podcast in the world? Like no. I feel like we should ditch the running podcast idea and just be <laughs> a like, like a, a vocalist for for fall and autumn. <laughs> on this podcast, we should be a, a big fall podcast. Number one, number one fall podcast in the world. The, the greatest, greatest call fall it podcast in the world. No, no. If you call it autumn, then you're, you're a loser. I don't know if I, you could be my friend if you call it autumn. I
0: feel like we're all going to grow into that in like 20 years. We're going to be really excited about autumn and, and looking at the leaves.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a very specific demographic that calls it autumn, right? It's like writers and like poets they call it autumn and then yeah you're right like old people maybe that call it autumn if you
0: like, if you're in New York City and you come to Vermont or New Hampshire to, to look at the foliage during this time of year then then you love autumn i do, think yes, i think
1: i think does. if you're from outside of New England it's it's called autumn i don't think you can be from New England and call it autumn I think if, if you live in New England it's fall if you're from elsewhere and you don't know what fall is then you call it autumn fair this
0: is this is going to sound like I'm, you know, stoned right now, but I'm not. But I just made the connection between fall and the falling of the leaves. <laughs> you guys ever
1: thought that, that fall is named after the falling of the leaves? At least I would assume it was. <laughs> and we got Trent Rogan back, everybody. <laughs> it's been a while. I mean, I mean, I certainly never, like, I always knew that. It's a very clear distinction. But when you actually think about it, like, we have a whole season... Based on like a verb, like uh, the season is a verb. I that's think I figured crazy. that. I think I figured that one out in kindergarten,
0: Trent. I've I've never like put that thought together. So an even bigger shout out to Fall for having a cool name.
1: That's that's like summer, like the nickname for summer just being like hot <laughs> or swim. <laughs> swim. Winter being shovel. Shovel. <laughs> uh, Not looking forward uh, to shovel season. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, I was just down at the Marine Corps Marathon this past weekend. I wasn't running the marathon. I was there for work. So I was just kind of around the whole atmosphere of the expo and just kind of taking in the, the weekend. I was able to run the 10K. It's my opinion that the Marine Corps Marathon is one of the coolest, best races in the world. If you have the opportunity to run it or you're looking to put a a, a marathon on your calendar. Marine Corps marathon is amazing. But I woke up to run the 10K and the 10K awesome as well. If you don't want to run, run a marathon, but you would like to be part of Marine Corps weekend, go run the 10K. You start on the national mall. You have the same finish as the marathon. It's incredible. It's the best. It's it's arguably one of the best, if not the best 10K in the world. And it's, and it's not that well known. So um, I highly recommend doing it. But so I, I worked all weekend I had some family members running the marathon, so I signed up for the 10K in the morning of the race. It is dark out. It's pitch dark out, and it is torrential. It is absolutely torrential downpour. And, you know, it's it's not like they have a lot of cover. They they completely block off the whole starting area. You have to go through security in order to get to the start area. So it's like you're completely exposed and you're just in the elements. You're in the downpour. And we're, so we got an Uber as close as we possibly could to the start because all the streets are blocked off for the marathon. And we had to walk about three quarters of a mile to the start just in the downpour. And we had our throwaway sweatshirts on. With garbage bags over them and it is just torrential downpour and you know the whole time I'm walking the start line I'm like this is just miserable this is awful and then you get to the starting line and you see all the marines kind of in there in their camouflage uniforms they're in the they're going through you know the same conditions you are just as miserable for them and they're like super happy they're excited for you to be there and they're just kind of like you know organizing it and they're just they're just happy to be there they're happy to be there standing in the rain and kind of putting on this event for everybody and it kind of snaps you back into focus really quick and you know you get there we wait around in an hour just standing there in the pouring rain I was doing my little warm-ups up and down the mall but we're at the starting line and you know they're singing the national anthem they have the cannon going off to start the race and it is just a torrential downpour And it was one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of in the sport of running. Because it's just like, we're in it. You know, the thousands of these people, we're just in this together. You know, we're doing it on, we're on the National Mall. You know, we're, we're, you know, the Marines are supporting us. And it was, it was just amazing. It was, it was pretty cool. I didn't run that well. (laughs) But it was, it was, it was a, it was a cool race. Yeah, Steve, I remember when the two of us ran uh, the marathon a few years back. I got that same kind of, uh feeling there's something about when y- you kind of take yourself out of like the running mode and just kind of like put yourself in the scene like man this is this is a pretty badass environment or, like this is something this is something cool to be a part of it kind of gives that feeling and and for that first like a uh, half mile or maybe even sometimes quarter mile it gives you that like adrenaline boost it's just like man the national anthem's playing i got all these marines around me i'm gonna i'm gonna run a badass race today and you know eventually that that fades when the race goes on and you get more out there, but at least it gives you that nice, that kick right off the, off the bat. It's, For sure.
0: uh, it's what we're all about too, where if you go there and you're worried about your splits that day, or you're worried about what time you're going to run, you know, it's just going to be a failure of a day, no matter what. But if you can get that mindset that you had, Steve, where it's just like, let's just like take this whole experience in, you know, the Marines and, and the rain, you know, somebody once told me there's no such thing as bad weather. There's only such thing as bad gear. Miley, you know, definitely agrees with me. You can hear her take on that. <laughs> uh, but you know, just, just there's no such thing as bad weather. So just get excited about the rain, uh, and don't let it just like you know mess with your mind. And and that's what can make running fun. So yeah, whoever, big shout out to Steve for living up to the podcast, you know, mantra. That's
2: whoever, right. That's right.
1: Whoever told you there's no such thing as bad weather is just <laughs> yeah, a right. liar. Just yeah, a straight dude, liar. Yeah. I, I live my life. Hey, where did by that, that one come from? There's, there's no such thing as on bad drugs. weather. You know,
0: you're <laughs> just like not prepared for it. You know, you just don't have a warm enough jacket. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. So again, if you ever get a, if you ever get the the opportunity to be part of the Marine Corps Marathon weekend, whether it's part of the marathon or the 10k, absolutely do it. Um, big shout out to uh, to family members uh, Josh Tierney and uh, and uh, Beth Tobin for completing the marathon, crushing it in the absolute pouring rain. I had, I only had to be out there for 6.2 on Sunday. They were out there for 26.2. for So uh, good job, team. Um, way to get it done.
0: Big, big shout out to the family. I got a, a quick little hot take, though, before we move on. Do you guys ever feel like bums though when you go to a race and you sign up for the 5K or the 10K when there's a marathon going on? Like sometimes I just like don't want to sign up at all because you have people that are being such big badasses and running a mile. I mean a marathon, and then you're like, oh, I'm just going out here, you know, for the 10K. So uh, I don't know, Steve. You obviously, you know, are not deterred. What about you, Mike? What do you feel about that?
1: Trent, when me and Steve did the uh, half marathon relay the other the other day, or a couple weekends ago. There was you could do the options where you could do the half marathon or sorry, the full marathon or you could do a half marathon or you could split up the half marathon into two parts and do <laughs> a quarter of a marathon. So one would think that I should feel really bad about myself about doing the absolute, you know, bottom of the barrel option. I think that didn't bother me for even a, even a millisecond, not even a millisecond. <laughs> Mike and I ran the full Marine Corps marathon 2 years ago and Trent you better believe there was not a step of that race where I wasn't wishing that I did the 10k <laughs> yeah. instead of the marathon. So no, I do not feel bad about it at all. <laughs> it's because of that though like the, what you just
0: described that makes me so ashamed when you're at like at the bar afterward and you look at someone else and they did, you know, the struggle of the 26.2 and you're out there for 45 minutes but uh, anyways, that that's just my hot take there.
1: All right, well Steve got his shout out, Trent gets a shout Shout out. So let me get my shout out real quick. Just very quickly, I'm going to give a shout out to thefeed.com. The Ooh, feed the- is an online sports nutrition vendor and the number one resource for athletes. The feed offers everything you need for training, racing, recovery, sleep, anti aging, weight loss, weight loss, and heck. I need some of that. I know, all of us could use it. And heck, the feed even carries products that can help cure a hangover for a post-race celebration. The feed carries over 200 brands of the sport's best nutrition recovery products, supplements, whether you are looking for hydration products, gels, energy bars, foam rollers, CBD products, or quality supplements, the feed carries it all. Brands like Muritan, Goo, Honey Stinger, Cliff Bar, Infinite, RX Bar, and Vital Fit, all of your favorite brands available at thefeed.com. Go to thefeed.com, enter promo code P2E15, that's P2E15, to get your 15% off right now. We love the feed. We, uh, big thank you to our friends at the feed. Go do it now so you get that extended discount till the end of December. You're an idiot if you don't do it. An You're idiot. an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's transition into our interview with uh, with friend of the program Robert Domanic. Uh, I first met Robert at the Liberty Mile post party. It was a good time hanging out with him. We had a couple beers and then we ran into him again at the Fifth Avenue Mile at Coogan's. Um, good talking to, him, talking to him again. It was a uh, it was a great interview. So let's get into it. My baby's got have a great interview for you guys we have robert Domanic from the reebok boston track club he has a 353 mile pr he's the baa mile champ two-time liberty mile champ and morgan games mile champ he's also an ncaa all-american out of old miss robert Domanic, welcome to peak 2 early appreciate it so uh we we're, we're calling you today we we uh we we wanted to make sure to to get an interview with in or uh, interview with you in um because Mike and I we met you at Coogan's after the 5th Ave Mile. You were on your uh you were on your starting your off season, having a good time. <laughs> um are you still on off season mode right now?
2: I'm training right now, but like you know, I'm not completely locked in. Like gotcha. I'm still you know diet's not where it needs to be and stuff still kind of like enjoying <laughs> myself from time to time but uh you know it's early enough in the season like where you can do that stuff still yeah yeah
1: so Robert let me paint a picture real quick for uh the listeners to to how me and you met for the first time <laughs> so I'm I'm in the bathroom at Coogan's you know a, a, few, a few beers deep and uh Sitting at the urinal doing my thing, and uh, I just hear a scream from from the, the urinal next to me, Patriots suck! And I'm like, <laughs> hey. I'm like what's, what's this dude's problem? So whatever, me and you start talking. I was wearing my Patriots jersey because uh, the Pats had their opening game that night. We get to talk and talking a little shit and the whole the whole deal. Next thing you know, we're out uh, crushing the bar. You're buying us shots. You're buying us beers. Uh, so I guess my first question for you would be, uh, how much of that night do you remember? <laughs>
2: I mean, I remember some parts, but <laughs> <Like, laughs> not too. a lot from after I left Coogan's. I yeah. I remember most of Coogan's, and then from there, uh, I was in an Uber or something, and I was crammed in the back, and I just remember, like, I was on the verge of blackout. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there, I was just like, okay, breathe, like, you can make it. You make it to the next bar, you're all good. And I remember having pizza and then I just woke up <laughs> in my hotel room. So yeah, the next the next morning wasn't too fun. I had a I had a fly back and was hung over the whole day. It was it was a little rough. It's I mean so that's I, how it should
1: be. Your your season ends, right? And it's like you've been putting in all this work, you've been working hard, and it kinda just all you know, accumulates into to one night of just a crazy party and good time. I I would be disappointed in you if you didn't
2: uh, wake up the next day feeling like that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it was a great night for sure. So I, you know, I don't I don't regret a single bit of it. So. <laughs> So I wasn't there uh, that night.
0: And Mike tells a story like he's kind of minding his own business, you know, going to the urinal. Uh Just knowing the Jenden brothers, you know, is the, the week one of the NFL season. I'm sure they were decked out like head to toe in Patriots gear. And I'm sure Mike was like being at least a little bit obnoxious about rooting for the Pats. So can you tell the real story of how you met Mike?
2: I mean, like <laughs> I, he told it pretty correctly because just like, I'm... I'm a lifelong Jets fan, unfortunately, That's and, unfortunate. you know, when I get, when I get a couple beers in me, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk some crap, and, like, it's all good and fun, because, like, you know, I can't, like, what I say doesn't mean anything, it's, just <laughs> if you're a Jets fan, y'all haven't been relevant since 1968, or whenever <laughs> they won the Super Bowl, so. Super Bowl (laughs) three. Yeah, Super Bowl three. So, you know, I like to, you know, just poke fun and eh, whatever.
1: Oh, trust me, Robert. Later in this interview, we're going to come back to the Jets. So uh, (laughs) so we'll put that on pause. We'll come back to the Jets. But I got to tell you, man, New York's a wild place. I can't handle it. So we went. So we told the story in a couple podcasts ago, but we went out the night before we actually ran the Fifth Avenue mile. We ran so bad. But we had no intention of going that hard, and then the j- night just got away from us. I can't handle it. I'm glad I don't live in New York. I'm
2: glad the bars close at, like, 145 here in Boston. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Back at Ole Miss, uh, the the bars at the time closed at midnight every night, and, like, that was kind of nice. It, like, at the time, you, you're like, man, I kind of wish it would close at, like, 2. But, yeah, get a little bit older, and you're like, yeah, you know what? I don't really <laughs> like being up past, like, can <laughs> definitely
1: not definitely not so you're running for uh reebok boston track club right now and yes. um so we're all boston based runners are, are you are you located out of
2: boston right now or are you is your uh, home base somewhere different our home base is in charlottesville virginia okay <laughs> and uh we're just the reebok boston track club because i guess the reebok headquarters is based out of boston gotcha uh,
0: that's very deceiving. I mean yeah. we're all Boston yeah, guys. Right we're excited for this like really, you know, awesome stud track team. We see the you know, the name of the team, Reebok Boston. Um you you got some you know, you're super talented, you have some really talented teammates. And then I see you guys are training in Charlottesburg, Virginia. How come we can't move you guys up to Boston? Too cold, man. <laughs> Too cold, yeah.
2: Winners oh, are miserable. I can't I can't handle those winners. i will got the that. flannel to, uh, to fight the, the cold over there i mean, True, but I'm still a baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so uh, the I, on the topic of Reebok, I feel like this track club is kind of Reebok's effort to kind of get back into world in the world of running. There was, you know, they, traditionally, historically, they've always been in, involved in running, but over the past, you know, maybe decade or so, they've kind of gotten away from it a little bit. Um, what's it like, kind of being part of a brand and kind of leading the charge and back into this this running world
2: for a company? Um, it's great to be honest because uh, just kind of my whole life, I've kind of liked building things. And like, I just remember when I was a kid, when you play like NCAA football or any of those kind of sports games, I would always pick the worst teams in the game and then try to win the national championship or win the Super Bowl, whatever game it was in. So I've just kind of always been into just kind of building something up. And uh, I got to do that uh, at Ole Miss which was fantastic and that kind of worked out pretty much perfectly um it's like like we got pretty lucky with a lot of the transfers we had come in like Craig being one of them of course but uh yeah it's just great just having another project and you know trying to really make Reebok like relevant in the running world again yeah that's interesting you bringing up you know, like.
1: You know, you wanting to be part of a, 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 you know, kind of like a startup team and, and bring a team from, from the bottom to the top. That explains a lot why, uh, you know, you're a Jets fan. But
2: again, yeah. we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe but... the Jets could use it. They need some rebuilding <laughs> right now. <I> mean, <laughs> but uh, w- they wouldn't be any worse with me on the team, I'll tell you that. Well, that's, that's probably
1: true. <laughs> no, so you, you've you obviously in the last, you know, few years of your career really blown up and done done some huge things. So this is as nerdy of a running question as you're gonna get from me here. But what what can we expect to see uh, from Robert Domanic over the next like year or two? Like what what do you have in mind? Because you're on this trajectory, this upward trajectory, and and look like you're ready to do some big things. What do you have in mind for these upcoming seasons?
2: Um, yeah, I I always set my goals as high as I can, and I also try to be realistic with them as well. But um, I legitimately think I can um, have a shot at not only making the Olympic team in the 1500, but, uh, hopefully having a shot at winning the Olympic trials. So, I mean, first and foremost, that like, that's my goal is to make the Tokyo Olympics, but, uh, just short term is just to stay healthy. Last, last, uh, year I got, uh, a stress fracture in my foot, um, during the indoor season. So I didn't really get to have all the winter to train and stuff. So I'm just, Taking it a day at a time, trying to stay healthy, and uh, hopefully have a good indoor season that will propel me into having a great outdoor season as well. Yeah.
0: Are there any big marquee uh, events during the winter that you're looking forward to? Any big, you know, track meets that you're excited to drop a fast mile at? Or 15?
2: Uh, Yeah, we're going to try to set up a a really fast mile at the BU track um, sometime in early March, so that'll be my first time running there, so... We'll see how it goes. I, you know, it's it's a fast track and, you know, everyone seems to run well there. So, you know, I'm hoping that I could have some of the same, uh, same results. Well, we'll be there. We'll be going nuts. Okay. I appreciate <laughs> that.
1: So, uh, uh, quick departure from the, from the running questions right now. I got, I got a, uh, a Halloween
2: related question for you. Um, do you have a Halloween costume picked out yet? I don't. Um, I kind of have a few ideas going on in my head, but, uh. Well, I have an idea for you. not planned yet. Sorry? I have an idea for you. Okay, what is
1: that? You should go as Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead, because you look exactly like him. Have, I, have, you ever seen the, have you ever seen The Walking Dead? I've not seen The Walking
2: Dead. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> have either of you guys seen The Walking Dead? I mean, I've only watched I, one season of it. Mike, Trent, have either of you guys? No.
2: I, I oh, watched no. a few oh, I seasons. Did, there's, there's, there's some one,
0: resemblance
1: there. <laughs> he is a badass though so it would be a cool person to dress up as all right you gotta as soon as this interview's over you gotta go and look up daryl dixon he yeah you look exactly like him i'm gonna put a side-by-side picture on the instagram after this okay what what what
2: what what are your halloween ideas do you have something better than that i mean i've always wanted to go as um white goodman from dodgeball Mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 that would be a good one i like that one (laughs) because i if i were to shave off the beard like i have the mustache to do it um but uh i kind of want to be maybe like arthur from peaky blinders okay um but i mean those those are kind of like the only two right now to be honest um the mustache gives you flexibility so if you like if you grow in the facial hair it gives you a
1: lot of flexibility to kind of like carve into it and and mess around with different costumes for sure. Well, that was, that was a big thing I was going to ask you, too, because last time I met you, you had this badass mustache going on, and now you're back to reverted to the beard. How do you decide, like, you know, what time of year you're flexing between clean-shaven, mustache, beard game?
2: Like, how, how does your facial hair calendar look like? Um, I always try to grow a mustache for whatever season I'm in, whether it be cross-country or track. Um, but whether I keep it or not, depends on how well I'm running. Cause okay. I love I it. Had this mustache. I had grown out all fall my fifth year at Ole Miss and the, it was, it was disgusting. Like I grew up, <laughs> the um, they were like past my chin. You know? <laughs> I was just running horrible. And my coach told me that I had to, I had to shave it off just to kind of, you know, take the attention away and just, you know, start over and stuff. But, uh, yeah right now I'm just kind of growing everything out uh I kind of I want to have like a nice a nice curl to it so Yeah 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 shaving down over my lip but I'm like getting wax and I'm kind of waxing it all to the side and I'm you know I'm trying to try something new but I grow I grow the the beard and stuff as well just cuz you know I I just want to have like a lot going on right now it's scruffy fine <laughs> season so no shave November is around. The- hide, little- that, uh, hide that,
1: hide that off season weight a little bit with the beard, right? Absolutely. I'm <laughs> scared.
2: That's my dad bod, so. But I'm also growing out my neared too. I've always Ooh. wanted to do um, a nationals neared. I don't think it's ever been done before. <laughs> and, you know, everyone I've talked to said it's a horrible idea. <laughs> but you don't know until you try. So like, you know, I'm growing out the neared as well. It's not itchy and uncomfortable yet, but we'll see. If you have a
1: successful year and you like make the Olympics, I think everybody's gonna just, you know, say whatever facial hair, hair you have is fine. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, so you would never believe this, but I've been growing on my mustache since April. And it- yeah, you can't really see it in the <laughs> camera there, but how do I get it to connect like down right to the right and left of my, you know, mouth right there? It's just, it's just bare. So, so what am I doing wrong? I don't know.
2: I think I just got lucky with my jeans. <laughs> be honest. like I get I get kind of upset because like I, like you can't tell now but like right here I can't grow like the connector hairs mm-hmm. to like connect the full goatee full so handlebar without like, go the mustache really long for it to connect to the rest of the beard <laughs>
1: So that was like a that was kind of when you're at Old Miss that was kind of like the your signature you know you had all the all the crazy hair all the crazy facial hair um, mm-hmm. but I just kind of wanted to to go back to what we were talking a little bit about earlier um, you know that crew you had and you kind of built a successful team there and uh, I, I I heard an interview earlier today when I was doing my research how you were uh, you were talking about maybe bringing back like a, a Rebels track club at one point and just kind of you know having everybody live in a trailer park and train together out of a trailer park that idea sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, it was awesome because, um, like, Craig has a uh, RV right now, and our other teammate, Ryan Manahan, his fifth year at Ole Miss, he lived in a van in front of my house for most of the year, <laughs> oh, so yeah. it it would be really fun. Like, we've always just kind of had this, like, wacky idea of just, like, you know, buying a ton of land um enough where we could like build like some trails and stuff on it and then just kind of get rvs and stuff and just make up just a really cool campsite village thing out of it so we've always wanted to do it but you know well we'll see Hopefully what,
1: one day i i think i want to be part of this track club like what would a qualifying time have to be
2: <laughs> honestly anybody can join
1: okay just need an yeah, rv yeah, and just need be careful RV. what you say robert man be careful <laughs> what you say <laughs> Like I mean, I think that's my backup plan, right? Like if my day job doesn't work out or you know something happens, I just buy an RV and just you know head down a head down to Mississippi and you know you know join the join the Rebels Track Club.
2: Yeah, it's not too expensive to live out there, so you know we we can make it work. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't know about that, ma'am. <laughs> um,
1: about the so, RV
2: or about Mississippi?
1: Oh no, no no the the RV part the Mississippi part I'm all on board with that, Steve. Being an important part of your team, I I don't know if I can get behind that. You need a morale guy, like you need a glue guy. I can be that guy. Yeah. Listen, I I care about my sister-in-law. You should not quit your day job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Robert. So you seem we were talking about the Jets earlier, and you you mentioned you dropped uh, you know playing NCAA video games and whatnot. So you seem like you're you know a well-versed sports fan. You seem to be into sports. One thing that we talk about a lot here is. Uh, you know, we we are huge sports fans. We love sports, um, and we were also runners. But following this sport, track and field, and you know, distance running in general, as a sport, was never really something we did, and, and that was confusing to us, right? It was like, why does the sport that we do, we we're not following that? So that's kind of what the the beginning of this podcast was. But we've been struggling with you know, trying to push this and and, and trying to make this more of a sport as like, you know, you have the the, the right dynamic, right? Like the kind of like the fun approach to the sport and, you know, a, a loose, loose personality, as well as like, you know, being into sports to to kind of push that. And that's why we wanted to have you on here. But how, how do we continue to try and get people excited about this sport and have them watch it like a sport? You know what I mean? Not have it be like this just nerdy track guys watching the sport, but actually get excited about it. Right. And have the guys over and drink some beers and let's watch like nationals. Let's watch the U S trials. Like, do you have any ideas? Like how do we start to push that kind of culture?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. Like it it is (laughs) like runners do have that kind of stigma of they're just like, yeah, the, uh, they're like not athletes, they're just right. kind of kids that weren't good at the other sports that are just like, okay, like I'll give cross country a try. Um, but I don't know, like it's yeah, we're, we're just like anybody else, like we like to have fun, we like to drink beer at the end of the day and yeah, I, I have no clue, I, I wish it could, they could just show like our day-to-day life, right? Yeah. Of like things we do, just like we go have fun Um, and it's not just about like pounding 100 mile weeks and stuff it's a lot more than that but i don't i don't know uh i don't know what would like help grow the sport like i i'm personally like a big fan of like all those crazy miles that they do like the the beer mile and stuff like yeah exactly i kind of enjoy watching like fun things like that so like i don't know maybe if like there was like some kind of cool meet where they had like a blue jeans mile and a beer mile (laughs) (laughs) just like just a festival of Silly mile races. I don't know. I think that might be a little like a that's, cool idea. See, that's a cool idea. Yeah, and the, what you were talking about
1: there, like trying to, uh, you know, expose the personalities and like what what we do, what professional runners do outside of just crush miles. I mean, that's like kind of what we're trying to do at the podcast, right? Like having guys like you on and you know talk about that stuff, talk about what your you know hobbies are and and what your your day-to-day life is. Not not I don't we we don't want to sit here and talk about what your 400-meter splits is and what in your workout earlier this week we want to talk about your personality so that's what we're trying to do um but also the same exactly that's kind of the thought we had too is we've had beer milers on and we're trying to you know promote that culture and and, and you know try and show that this is not there's not just one like streamlined focused way to look at running it's, it's it's way more to it than that
2: for sure like the a couple of years back there was uh, it was, like, in Australia or something, Nitro Circuit or whatever, where they had, like, the Elimination Miles and stuff. Yeah. Like, that was real fun to watch. Like, I yeah, don't think Elimination definitely. Miles was
1: sweet. Yeah, no, that's what they got. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, if you can even, like, a corp- incorporate, like, fun, it doesn't, you know, obviously, we love the Beer Mile, and we love, like, all these, like, fun, obscure things that make running fun. But even if you could just find ways to incorporate more traditional but fun ideas into like regular track meets that'd be awesome like the the elimination mile that's like that's an amazing idea like that's something that they should throw at some of the you know the big invitationals across the country and For how sure. pumped would you be if you were back at Ole Miss right how pumped would you be like you know getting into that as a, as a team that'd
2: be amazing that'd be sweet yeah like I don't know like there, there's like so many cool ideas like that, like when you just talk with runners like that they would throw around and like another like like big thing is like as a team like we'd talk about uh like everyone thinks that like you, you need to serve like beer at track meets which yeah like typically isn't a thing like they don't even do that at like they're starting to do it with college football now but it's just like serve alcohol and like a big one was like do betting oh yeah we, uh, like, talked, we were believers in that, that. Yeah. We're, we're working. We're 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 uh we're at the forefront of breaking down that barrier. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's a tough one because I feel like it. You know, it could be dirty. You could have like some guy like throw the race or whatever. But like I don't know. Like I feel like most of the time, like you don't headlines, really have headlines. Robert, like, that sounds to, like, like good headlines. Yeah, I mean, like whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I th- I think in general there's just not enough creativity, right? You, we were talking about uh and worlds how they have the mixed relays um uh, with the men and the women on the same team and just anything like that the ideas we're spitting out that stuff garners interest it gets headlines it gets people uh, eyeballs in the sport that weren't watching it before so we just need like people willing to take chances i think that are putting on these major track meets
2: for sure and that definitely makes a good point because i guess like at the same time there's kind of a lot of the negativity surrounding the sport right now just with just doping allegations and um I guess uh like the gender line that they're trying to draw so like that kind of sheds a lot of negativity on us but like there needs to be just like some positive light like being spread around the sport right now which I think is really important yeah would would you like to use this
1: platform to
2: uh tell the world how clean you are um to be honest i think i am the only clean uh <laughs> right now all those guys you know they're yeah probably dirty like they should just be banned from the sport you know do you want to um, name anybody specifically Way to the olympics or anything, <laughs> but
1: you know. oh man yeah i know it, it, it's so frustrating i mean and we talk about it you know all the time and it's just it, it's such a unique sport where it's 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 all about peak performance and pain management and it's just kind of you you're gonna encounter these problems no matter what but it is frustrating and it's just like we got it the sport has to find a way around it it's got to find a way to i don't know i don't know i don't know exactly what it is like move the line one way or another in terms of like loosening up on stuff or getting stricter on stuff but it, it is a frustrating conversation but it, it's in it's endang it's it's endangering the future of the sport you know what i mean
2: for sure
1: yeah so hopefully hopefully you know we can head into head into 2020 and we can head into a uh a, a clean olympics and and we don't have to
2: talk about it because it sucks for sure absolutely uh, i think i think tokyo is gonna put on uh put on a great olympics for sure and we're gonna see you there for sure yeah
1: i not believe <laughs> it <laughs> oh man um Hey, so you know, I, we talked about it at the beginning of this podcast, but we like to show the the personalities of our of our athletes. And is there anything that you know? I I think we'd started talking about it with with a couple of guests uh, in our in our past few interviews. But what would you like to tell people? What's your biggest hobby outside of the the sport of running? You know, what is what is what is Robert like to do when he's uh when he's not you know putting in those
2: miles? Uh, man. I- like, to be honest, since like, I've left college, I've become pretty lame, to be honest. Like, I play <laughs> a lot of video games. Yeah. I, now that the new Call of Duty's come out, I've kind of switched over that. But for like the until then, since I left, uh, it's been a lot of Fortnite. And uh, I play a lot with uh, New Jersey, New York guys with uh, like Rob Ford, Chris Geesting, and uh, my old teammate, Ryan Manahan. And every once in a while, I'll link up with Craig, but yeah, he's always doing whatever. I don't know what he does.
1: <laughs> that seems to be a pretty popular outlet for a lot of the runners is, is the video games. It is, and,
2: like, it, it's kind of, t- like, I want to say tough, but, like, it's kind of, like, a bad word to use just because, like, professional runners have, like, such a good, easy life, like, outside of running because, like, we don't have to do anything all day. And you can choose to do stuff like during the day but like at the same time you need to let your body rest and recover so a lot of times we're just going to be playing video games and yeah I don't know like that's like sometimes it makes me miss college just because like as much as I didn't like going to school like it was nice having like a structured day of like you have practice and you have like stuff to do whether it be like Team meetings you didn't want to go to, or classes you didn't want to go to, at least you had like stuff to do during the day. Cause, like, I mean, like video games do get boring, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> well, it's a nice balance between like
1: finding a competitive outlet, allowing yourself to rest while you're doing something competitive, and then keeping in touch with a, a bunch of people, all your friends kind of all over the world. Absolutely. So
0: it was always great at, at preseason when the, the cross country team would be there. And we'd have, you know, you know, two a days, but it really just be like a run and maybe a morning double. And you get the football team there just in practice all day, just watching film all day. And you're like, oh, well, <laughs> we just got to rest up during the middle of the day. Got to take our naps, play our video games, watch our so it's,
1: it's a it was a nice, a, a nice balance there. Absolutely. All right. Now we're going to bring the interview completely full circle and we're going to kick off a game that we play with all of our guests. Mike, do you want to kick off down the home stretch? Yep, so down the home stretch, this is the part of the interview. Where we're gonna hit you with random or not random, but rapid fire questions. And uh so we're gonna put ninety seconds on the clock, Got single up. category, we're just gonna crush you on. Your category is the J E T S Jets, 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 Jets. So <laughs> So Trent is gonna start the clock here with his first question. Go ahead, Trent.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep it simple to start off here, Robert. Um why do the jets always suck? <laughs>
2: Uh, bad management and no quarterback.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: this is a, this is a simple, I guess this, this might be my first yes or no question on down the home stretch. but did you know Bill Belichick was the head coach of the Jets for like a week?
2: I did. And I don't even think it was that long. <laughs> nah, it <laughs> might not have been. People like to say what could have been if we would have kept Bill Belichick. And I'm like, ah, eh, you, you can't really say that. Like it's the Jets. Like he probably would have flopped. are are you impressed that the uh that Jets fans can consistently
1: prove that they can spell the word Jets
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's the only thing we got going for us right now (laughs) we know how to spell because I mean we sure can't win any games I'll tell you that (laughs) have you ever
0: considered just becoming a, a football fan and rooting for like the New York Red Bulls
2: I'm a football fan, big football fan, but I, I stay local with Dallas I I AFC Dallas, but I don't, know, I don't know. Like typically the teams I usually pick for every sport sucks. So uh, whatever. <laughs>
1: uh, this is another yes or no question, but did you know that Mo Lewis knocking out Drew Bledsoe may be the greatest thing that's ever happened to me?
2: Yes, I do know that and you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right, so th- this one's like a this is a serious one. Let's get serious for a second here. Uh, have you been seeing any ghosts lately?
2: Oh, good one. <laughs> I I have not, but you know, like that was probably the best thing he could have said in that moment. Yeah. You know? Like I I embrace that kind of stuff. Like I I love that. It's it's just how people like to make fun of me for like having the butt fumble, right? Right. I love that. Like, that is one of the greatest plays in sports history because it made the ESPN not top 10 number one for ever. And you can still say that it would be on there right now. There's no not top 10 play that would top that to this day if it had just, like, not knocked it off or whatever they did. Like, it can only stay on there for, like, 60 weeks. Or something. <laughs> I would agree with that. I had about a
0: a seven butt fumble questions, so I'll just skip over those <laughs> right.
1: and move ahead here.
0: Um, how about this one? When Wes Welker trolled Rex Ryan for the foot fetish,
1: if you recall, <laughs> did
2: Jets fans think that was hilarious as Patriots fans did? Um, I I mean I I think that Jets fans probably at the time didn't think it was funny, but that's also because it was said by best Welker. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, if it was said so by it. anybody else, it would just been like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, who cares? <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe towards the end of Rex Ryan's time, they probably would have thought it was funny because they were probably ready for him to get out of there, you know? Yeah.
1: All right, Mike, hit him with the last question. All right. Uh, my last question is um, not really a question. It's more of just a, a statement. But I know you're originally from Texas. So uh, congratulations on your win over the Cowboys. That
2: was, that was pretty good. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I was telling myself during that game because uh, I was watching it and we had our whole team over at my house because we were having like a big uh, like kind of like potluck dinner and uh, I was just going nuts on the couch. Everyone was looking at me like I was crazy, but I was like, <laughs> I don't care if this is our only win for the season, but like I can't stand the Cowboys Even, like the Cowboys. at I was like, please let us win this game. <laughs> we <did. laughs> almost blew it too. We almost blew it in typical Jets fashion. And but we didn't. So like yeah, it it's been a great season. We have yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Robert,
1: thank you so much for coming on. This has been a ton of fun. Uh go follow Robert on Instagram. What's your Instagram, Robert? I think it's like at Robert Demanic i don't know (laughs) if you search
0: it you can find it
1: yeah yeah, yeah. but anyways man this is it this is a ton of fun thanks thanks so much for coming on for sure thank you for having me me all right thanks again to robert for coming on it was a lot of fun talking to him um Guys, we have a pretty—you know, this is this was kind of the first weekend in a long time where we didn't really have a ton going mm. on in the sport. It was kind of a down week, but next week is a big, big-time week. We got conference finals across the country in in cross-country, and we have the New York City Marathon. Yeah, last week we did like a pretty extensive recap of uh, cross-country, so I don't want to get too into the nitty-gritty of that, but what I will say is— Conference week, like looking back at like my time when I was running cross country, conference week is awesome. I mean, it's like, you know, you're you're racing against your biggest rival. Sometimes when you get on the bigger scales, obviously, you're going to get hyped for the bigger races. But, it, you know, you're you're racing teams and stuff like that that you don't see all the time. conferences like your biggest rivals are getting on the line. And it's the real first test all season of like, all right. This is, I mean, it's entering, we talk about it all the time. This is entering championship season. This mm-hmm. is the official start of championship season. I love conference championship week. So we got that for every single division, you know, across the board, D1. Um, I know some of the other divisions had theirs last week and, you know, going forward other weeks. But for D1, this is the week for conference championships. And the New York City Marathon, I mean, that's... One of the world the, majors, one of the world majors, and i we we're kind of rounding out the year for uh for world majors at this point point. and uh so yeah, it's a huge weekend, and I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week when we come back to uh come back to the the microphones, yeah, I yeah. think we we talked about a uh, we talked a little bit about it last week, how some of the teams may have not shown their their hand yet they may have held a little back in pre nats and nuttycomb this weekend. All cards are on the table. This is the first time we're gonna see like w- what teams really have and and what we're gonna see kind of going into national champions.
0: It's it's a unique sport in that these championships do matter, even though the national championship is still you know several weeks away. What's it probably six weeks away still at this point? Uh, not many of the sports have that, right? Did I get that date wrong? You're looking at me like my math is Wait, bad, but
1: that would mean it was it'd be the middle of December. Is, is nationals no? That's it's like. It's only three weeks, right? Three weeks. It's probably four weeks away. Mm. Whatever. It's usually like regionals is two weeks and nationals is two weeks. Maybe. Okay. We'll cut most of this. Yeah, we're running.
0: My, my point is, is, is championships matter. And so it's just great. It's like some of these teams are not going to have a chance at nationals, but each conference is going to have everybody going for it. So you're going to have these super exciting races coming down there. Uh, it, it Running is really just, I don't know. I love that, that you get like multiple opportunities throughout the year. It's like European soccer, how there's like a championship every other weekend. Whatever. I'm just trying to say na- championships matter. And it's just fun to watch these guys,
1: you know, slug it out this weekend. For sure. So we got we got uh we got conference championships coming up this weekend, but before we get to this weekend, we got uh we got Halloween coming up. And we wanted mm-hmm. to talk some running related Halloween costumes. Um so we're going to kind of go around and say <laughs> what we came up for our running related Halloween costumes. And I'm going to start off with a softball guys. I'm going to start off with a really easy one. This is probably one of the most popular costumes out there on Halloween whether you're a runner or you're not a runner, but uh you know the 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 go to Forrest Gump is just a classic running costume. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get the guy out there. You got the shorts, you get the the red shirt on, the big beard, maybe the Bubba Gump's hat, and if you really want to go after it, you get the Nike Cortez. Just a classic running costume. That's a good one. That's a good one, and not yeah. one that I had thought about. And you know, it's uh, <laughs> when we came up with this idea originally, I thought it was gonna be easier than it was, and then I realized, you know, it's kind of a. Uh... <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, a, a reminder of at times how uh, uh, shameful—not shameful, but how, how how silly our sport can be. Because half of the ideas I was thinking about was like, oh wait, that's way too silly. That's way too. And it's like, oh, god, man, how, how how many times can I try and like perpetuate like a funny running costume? But so my <laughs> first one that I I, I uh, thought about was Alberto Salazar. This one's gonna be easy, folks. Right? <laughs> you just put on like a, a like a Nike zip up you put on some dad glasses and then you just walk around with like maybe a bottle of advil and just like keep like offering <laughs> advil to people or like like some body lotion and like walk by somebody and like slide slide your hand down their their <laughs> shoulder or something like that just rub some lotion on their their back or something uh, so that would be my first my first running related uh, costume it probably most people probably won't get it and just think you're a psychopath but the one person who does get it will like it a lot.
0: I, I cannot support you just rubbing lotion on other people's <laughs> backs
1: at whatever party you're at. So uh, please, people uh,
0: refrain from doing that. You can dress up like Salazar, but no lotion. <laughs> um, I had a really tough time with these as well. I will <laughs> disagree with Mike. Um, I'll do my serious ones first So to get those out of the way. So if you're a running nerd, I feel like the classic easiest one executed is Dave Waddle. You just put on the hat, you get a little, you know, oh, white. Oh, good one. On. And then like other runners will actually know who you are, and you can also do this, you know, Thursday an hour before your Halloween party. So yeah, there, there's that, my run.
1: That that'd be a deep cut though. You have to be a real nerd to walk up to somebody and be like, Oh, you're Dave Waddle. Oh, nice. This is for people like in college that are going to the cross country party. That's
0: just gonna be the cross country team and like two <laughs> mid distance people from the track team.
1: Uh, so uh, on on Mike's costume. You could go, you could, so you could go as a ghost, you go classic ghost, you know, cut you know, sheet over your head, cut out the eyes, you just write Nike Oregon project on it. Oh, <laughs> or like, just like, just like all gray with like a, like a R.I.P. Like a, a tombstone. <laughs> R.I.P. N.O.P. Yeah, that would be <laughs> good. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. And, and then you're
0: uh, just a classic ghost when people don't get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly, for everybody. I think my next one would be uh you could be a track official and just wear like oh. light, like a yellow um just like a yellow track suit and a hat and walk around with a clipboard and just like be a complete asshole to everybody <laughs> you see just everybody. like yell at people get off my lawn type stuff, you know what I mean? That would be pretty good. Get yeah. out of lane 8. Exactly. I'm going to disqualify your team. Get out of lane 8. Um, my
0: next one's a massive running nerd one too, but you know that, that's kind of all I came up with. So you could be Kipchoge and just buy the the shoes and have the the light shoes and just pay people to be around you and act all excited for you the whole time. <laughs> just have
1: lasers, have people with laser pointers, like just
0: <laughs> yeah, and just you. like have all these people that clearly are like way too invested in what you're doing and cheering you on for everything you do and just look like they're paid. So yeah, there's my dig at Kipchoge. Uh,
1: you can... <laughs> all right? So this, is a, this is a deep one. So you could go as a uh, a Jimmy John's Big John, which is roast beef, lettuce, and tomato. Because it's number two on the menu. So you could be a sub two. Oh, my oh God. That is that so is... bad. Ugh. Do you know how hard it's going to be for me to not cut this from the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You sound like you've been thinking about that one for about a week. You thought about that, thought that one minutes before the podcast. But you know what? Someone's gonna hear that and they're gonna it, go as that. It, oh man, it, someone, some whoever's listening to this and goes as that for the Halloween costume, please send us a picture. Um, all right. Halloween is a, a big time for um, uh, girlfriends making their boyfriends dress up. And stuff they don't want to dress up as. So we need a couple's costume, right? And uh, this year's couple go-to couple's costume, must-wear costu- couple's costume, is uh, Craig Angles and Jenny Simpson. Super easy. Ooh. Super easy. Right? So uh, the girl can just walk around with a flow track microphone. And uh, <laughs> the guy can just, you know, get like a mullet wig. I like and, it. Uh, you know, are, when they're together, they can just be like smiley and happy. And then every time they're apart, they'll just be talking shit about each other. So that'll be a good costume. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah they just bicker the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like a lot of couples, anyway. So yeah, yeah they're it's just have like, like it's just normal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: I was going to give a shout out to, to Sam from last week. You could dress up as a Tin Man, little Wizard of Oz, but also, Ooh, you know, when I of went one. to the Tin Man Running Club, maybe just get, like, a little hat to go with it so you don't got to buy, like, a mask for your face. So, Tin Man.
1: I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> it's the last one I got. It's got to be the last one. So, so <laughs> you, you could go as, like, the Monopoly man, and you could carry around, like, bags of cash, and when people ask, you know, what you are, you could be like, I'm the IAAF after Doha. Uh, literally nobody would get that i got that and i still don't think i get it (laughs) oh man i i
0: ran out of ideas before we started here so i'm good to move on to the next topic
1: (laughs) listen i think that was a good segment i I think it turned out pretty good i i feel like we're gonna get at least one person to dress up as one of our costumes if that happens that'll be the best day of my life People should just
0: message us in, like they're way better ideas than us. I'm sure yeah, some people yeah. can think 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 through this better than we did.
1: Yeah, if you come up with any ideas, send them in, and we'll we'll give you a shout out on the next pod. Um, you know, and speaking of social media, so I mean that Instagram is kind of our go to if you want to connect with us. Instagram is probably the best way to go. But you know, I I've been trying to increase our foot or you know make our footprint on the internet a little bit bigger just to kind of get our name out there you know try to try to find different platforms to reach people so i've kind of gone back to we were on twitter we got to you know we're kind of get back on our twitter grind um so it's it's funny that's kind of like the original social media or the the second just kind of you know one of the one of the older social media is one that's kind of disappearing and i also uh, created a tiktok page um and uh, I went on TikTok for the first time today, and boys, let me tell you, it is one of the weirdest things I have ever seen. And I don't know, I don't know if I'm just getting like old, and I don't understand like what the kids are into these days, but like it is so strange. I don't get it at all. It is so weird. So I'm gonna try to experimental there. But if you're not following us on uh, on Twitter. Instagram or TikTok, feel free to go on and do that now. Why is it called TikTok? I try and I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I know that's what the kids are doing these days. It's kind of like an up and coming social media platform. I figure, you know, if it's up and coming, we should try to dabble a little bit, try to grow our grow our brand a little bit. I threw yeah. a video up there. I don't I don't get it at all i don't understand so, what the hell is I, going on i i've been like a pretty vocal anti-social media person for quite some time and for the podcast i'm making sacrifices and you know i'm on my instagram grind and uh you know i try and throw out stories and i get pretty proud of myself when i throw out like a you know an instagram story that i that i think is a you know that you know i'm proud of and, and i like but uh TikTok, you say TikTok and it literally means nothing to me. Not <laughs> it doesn't even mean uh, I don't I have no idea what to even think of that. So uh I yeah, I, I mean, just good luck with that.
0: I just went on tiktok.com to try and you know introduce myself to the <laughs> social media platform. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok TikTok.com everybody. Uh there was a guy drinking Mountain Dew out of a champagne glass and then a Spider-Man like just jumping around and then there was a girl in a pool float so I'm not sure how this can help us out,
1: but I support you, Steve, in in exploring all options to spread the the good word of P2E. Yeah, yeah, go go on TikTok. I threw up a Sam Parsons video there, so I'll keep throwing some videos on there. Um, oh, on the idea of social media, it was a it was a beer company that kind of uh. Did a did a did a pretty big uh, social media campaign recently? Shout out to Miller Light. They're they're telling people to stop following them on on Instagram, and I guess they do. They're doing something where you you can get a free beer if you send in proof of the fact that you stop following them. Yeah, Steve. So we um you know we pretty much started this podcast on running a little bit but we mostly talked about Miller Lite on our podcast if you go back to the first like three episodes we pretty much solely talked about Miller Lite so it's 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 nice that we bring them back a little bit here and um yeah so they're starting this you know they're getting on the Mike Gendron train here just get rid of your social media unfollow them because they're saying like Miller Lite was the original social media you know the idea of like you don't need the internet to get together with your friends. You just need a couple beers, have a good time, watch some sports, drink some Miller Lights. I love it. They're doing the All Black can, doing the the internet blackout. I love it. So, I'm a huge huge fan of what they're trying to do. All in on it. Yeah. Just just a just a fun little note there. I think they're, they're the tagline is something like uh, a a beers with a couple friends is better than a few thousand social media follow, just something like that. But kind of fun, kind of different. Um, yeah. Can, can I quickly go off on a uh, on a, another uh, beer tangent here? Please do. Please do. Because Michelob Ultra is trying, you know, Miller Lite trying to do this different and fun campaign. And uh, I think it's a good idea and I think it's working. But Michelob Ultra is going on this crazy campaign where they're running these ads, where they're like... Uh, you know a bunch of guys out there playing golf and the, the whole theme of the commercial is like oh yeah like uh it's it's good to be out here not keeping score and not being competitive we're just happy to be out here drinking beers and The commercial you're referring to is the commercial where the guy's holding a beer in one hand and swinging a golf club with the other hand and hitting it like 2 feet every single time is that Yeah and they're like, you? Yeah and they're, and they're like yeah it's like it's Oh, man, i I, I gotta pull no, up I know. I know exactly I know exactly what you're talking about. It, I, it, it 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 infuriated me as well. If I was on the golf course and I was behind those guys, I would hit into them so quick. <laughs> and the idea that any the idea that anybody is out there and like doesn't care about the score of competition when they're playing like golf or I mean, that's who you who are you trying to advertise here to? Like who are you campaigning to? Who's your market audience there? I agree. Couldn't agree
0: more. I kinda like to play golf and not keep score.
1: Yeah, it's because you suck at golf.
0: (laughs) Uh the point of playing golf is to drink beers like on a beautiful day outside and you know, you know, work on your your golf. But you're trying the whole point is that you're
1: trying to make yourself better and you're trying to compete a little bit, even if it's just with yourself. Yeah, I I've I've even if you don't care about even if you don't care about your score you're making like side bets and like yeah, still being competitive it's not like the idea is like oh yeah like the the best score is like is is adding another uh point to your friendship wahoo like that's what <laughs> they're trying to say like uh, it's just Trent, that'd be like that attempt they'd be like going to a road race and just like skipping around in circles and not trying to trying to like run a decent time
0: yeah no they're, they're pushing it a little bit I'm just
1: you know lighting up a little bit guys here
0: I've definitely played a few rounds of golf where you know drinking kind of became the priority over the golf game <laughs> and you're still trying to like you know hit a straight drive every time I'm not trying to like you know put it down the golf course but I, I've had I've had a few different you know wild games of, of golf where the first six holes are pretty standard the next six you know our, our golf game fell off and then you know we just kind of finished it off uh doing some weird shit so
1: um, i'm sure you i'm sure your friendship score was off the charts that day it
0: was so good
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right <clears throat> another really fun podcast guys um it was is a, a great one i think the i think the podcast where we don't you know we don't have a strong idea of what we're going to talk about End up becoming the best podcast, and this is one of those nights. We didn't really know where the podcast was going to take us, you know, and it ended up being a ton of fun. But on that note, let's kick off the bell lap. Mike, what do you got for people on the bell lap? Yeah, Steve. I mean, we when we came in tonight. I literally had zero thoughts on anything and had no idea we were going to talk about. But I think it ended up being a pretty good show. Uh, but for my bell lap, I want to shout out my man, Jason Neely. Uh, last week, we talked about the whole Arkansas, Arkansas debate. And, uh, you know, I tripped Steve up by, by dropping a quick Arkansas, and, you know, he was all flustered by that. And, you know, I knew that Arkansas was a thing. And my man, Jason Neely, he uh, reached out to us on Instagram. And, you know, he was basically saying you know, he's an Arkansas native. And as an Arkansas native, he wanted to confirm that Arkansas is. Is a thing. Now he also said that they didn't like it and they didn't want us to call him that. Wow, well, well, whatever. Okay, doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what you want to be called. All I know is that it is a thing. People say Arkansas, Kansas, and I was right all along. So uh, Steve, take that. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it, it it it's it's not a thing. People people tend to He's mispronounce. From Arkansas. Kansas, he it, literally yeah, is from there. To people tend to mispronounce things doesn't mean it's a, it's a thing, but you know, we, we love people reaching out to us. So thanks Jason for reaching out. If anybody wants to ever reach out and comment on any, any disputes we have, f- feel free to do it. Uh, Trent, what do you got for people on the bell lab?
0: Well, I have a lot of thoughts on the, R Kansas, Kansas debate over here, but I'll skip it. Cause I don't think anyone wants to hear that. Um, I do have kind of a, a important announcement or maybe a question for you guys. I, uh, I got talked into maybe signing up for Chicago Marathon next year. Uh should I not do this?
1: No. <laughs> my, my advice to anybody who ever wants to run a marathon would be don't do it. Well how okay. how did you get how did you get talked into it? Well it just
0: uh good friend of the program John Foster, you know, came over and he, and he was saying he's going to sign up for Chicago. We're going to get a big contingent to do it. Um and I just I love like little you know trip with the boys maybe some girls and run a fast race or not run a race maybe just go and cheer him on but I think I think I'm gonna do it I think I'm gonna do Chicago next year I'm back to marathon uh, marathon training starts in about eight months so
1: I'm good for a little bit but I gotta I gotta start thinking about getting back in shape I'm all for a trip with the boys Trent like that's great but do you remember the last trip we had we we ran a mile and it and it hurt you gotta you're gonna have to run 26 of those so have fun i uh I look forward to it, yeah, um hey, I think we got some t-shirts maybe coming down the pipeline pretty soon, uh, so keep a lookout for those those are in the works they are pretty- they are awesome they're I can't wait they're they're like the coolest t-shirts in the world, so keep a lookout for that on uh, that boys, I would have run faster, but I peeked too early, Mike, hit me with the josie
2: Josie's on a vacation. For-
1: And yet my mind's not making sense It's been a while since we were all alone But I can't either way I'm feeling As you leave me, please, you close the door And don't uh, do we pass. still not have a kicker yet? No, we signed a guy today Was it Folk? some yeah. It was Nick Folk? Oh, you can use Nick a, Folk <laughs> He's a true and tried veteran
0: So is Mike Nagent
1: I think I'm just going to take... I'm already up a little bit this week. If the Astros win tonight, I think I'm just going to take all my profit and put it on the Patriots. Yeah, I think I'm going to go pretty hard on the Patriots.
0: Full glass kicked for the AAF's Arizona Hotshots.
1: Oh. <laughs> did he make it?
0: What do you mean, did he ma- oh, I don't know. His <laughs> last kick went through.
1: Look up, let's look up his stats. For the- I'm going to grab a beer real quick. Then we'll get going. Nick... Hulk, A.A.F. stats. 5, 6, 7, 10. He went 12 for 16 in the A.A.F. Okay. But That's better than Mike Nugent. Oh, he hit a 54-yarder and a 53-yarder. We're, we're looking up Nick Folk A.A.F. stats right now. No <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's really not that bad. He went like 11 for 16, and he hit like a 53 and a 54-yarder. <laughs>
0: As soon as you are able
1: Woman, I'm willing to take
2: the break that we are on the brink. Of. My cup is on the table. I love a this- sweet